Pulp MX Network production. You cast me, I'll complete me till death do us part. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? What's up, everybody? We're back this week with a special episode, a classic Pulp MX wrap-up show. Since there is no Pulp, up sh- pulp Show this Monday night, we're going to go back and talk about Episode 9, which featured Jeremy McGrath and Ryan Villapoto back when Paul Lindsay was still on the show, and Episode 200 with Kenny Watson, Paul Lindsay, Chris Kiefer, and Travis Preston. I think this is going to be fun. We're just going to kind of talk about how the show's evolved and discuss a little bit. We've got a couple special guests on the on tonight. Obviously, I'm Dark Side from the Moto X-Pod show. I want to thank all the sponsors, BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Michelin Starcross 5s, Maxima Oil, EKS, EKS Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost MX, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Honda World Downey, LAHondaWorld.com, OGO, Ride Engineering, and maybe a little throwback to InFab and Two Under Underwear. That's a, that's a little throwback for those of you that have been with us for a long time. WSA, providing the best quality wheels in the business, brings us the one and only Randy Richardson. What's up, Randy? How are you tonight, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited about this. Uh, one of these episodes I had not even listened to before, and one of them was one of my favorites when I first started listening. Okay. So I'm pretty stu- excited about this. How are you doing? Uh, uh, doing well, and, and I'm interested to see if it's the same holds true, the one you didn't listen to and the one that's one of your favorites. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that later, but that's, I, bet, I bet it's the same for me. Absolutely. We're going to get into that, but also if you're looking for a high-performance seat cover and foam, obviously Guts Racing is the only choice. Andy Gregg and Guts Racing providing seats for many of the best riders and teams in the world. GutsRacing.com brings us Gringo. What's up, Gringo? What's going on, boys? I'm happy to be on here with two of my favorite dudes. Absolutely, this is a, I think this is going to be a good one. Um, so we're we're going to get right into it. First of all, Randy, um, do you remember? Had you listened to these episodes previously? I'm sure at least one of them you had. Yeah, I, I definitely had listened to episode 200, uh, but but back in 2010, man, I I, I wasn't listening. Uh, so episode nine was honestly, it was completely new for me and, uh, wow, how, how far Steve <laughs> has come and how far Pulp Mexico has come. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I, I, think, I think, I think, I think, I think Pulp Nation was not even a Pulp County back then. So. Yeah, there you go. So when I listened to episode nine, I was thinking, yeah, all that shit I get about little issues here and there, sound quality <laughs> here, here and there, please go back and listen to episode nine. If you haven't gringo, how about you? Hey, it was hard. Oh, go ahead. It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> well, it we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. How about you, Gringo? Have you have you heard? Uh, I'm sure you heard episode 200, but had you heard episode nine previously? Uh, I don't think I listened to episode nine yet. But uh, when I did, I, I you know when you, when we I knew we were doing this. My God, what a uh, what a transformation! You know, I, I mean, if you want to compare it to something, it's like what it blossomed into. It's like you know Bruce Jenner into the uh, Caitlyn Jenner transformation. That's how much of a difference you got. You know what I'm saying? It okay. just blossomed into something beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's well, it. And, and, 
and hey, and I, I hate to cut you off, and no pun intended, but uh, uh, what I was going to say, what, what I was going to say was, uh, you know, Steve has been the uh, Strava Steve's been exercising, and now he is physically about half the man he used to be. But I'll tell you what, he is about ten times the podcaster he used to be. That's for sure. Absolutely, he sure is. Just for those that haven't listened, episode nine obviously was very early in the show. It was actually called the Motor World Racing Show at the time, sponsored by MotorWorldRacing.com. Um, Pulp MX was, uh, I believe, just some some podcasts, individual podcasts at the time. Paul Lindsay was uh, one of the founding members of this show that became Pulp MX. Um, yeah, and the sound quality at this episode, they had just got a new laptop, lots of sound issues. Um, really, really rough. Steve was uh, doing a lot of apologizing. and But one of the things he said, which is kind of interesting now, is he said, if you're listening now, you'll remember when you were, you know, we're here in the beginning. Um, so, and, and some of the callers were, are still with us today, like Nash uh, and Sinjin called in, who hasn't called in a long time. But um, yeah, a lot of history with this show. Uh, but go ahead, Randy. You were talking about how horrible it was. Tell me why, what you thought was bad about it. <laughs> Side sound. Uh, <laughs> one, uh, one audio. You know yes. what I mean, and, and again, it, it it gets much better over time, right? But uh, I think Steve Steve developed his flow of of the show. The show has essentially now, even with the rotating co host the, the show has its own personality and and flow. And I think that works great. Uh, I did think it was really cool to hear Nash call in. Uh, way back on show nine, 2010, even though he didn't say gentlemen, yeah. he did not say gentlemen when he called in. So uh, that was interesting. I don't know when he started that, but uh, yeah, but yeah I, it's, it's just amazing to see how far along it's uh, how far along that it, it's come. So uh, yeah, I agree. And Gringo, uh, again, the sound quality was really rough. But you know, for me, um, I don't know Paul Lindsay, and I don't want to bash on the guy, but I didn't think he was very good. Um, I thought he interrupted a lot, and it made it hard for Steve, who we know now is very, you know, obviously very good at what he does. It made it really rough for the flow of the show. Yeah, yeah, he 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 he, he seems a little, uh, you know, I don't know the dude, but he seemed a little, he's a little tight, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, he, he, you know what I mean? So he seemed a little uptight, you know, and uh, and and uh, the audio was horrible for crying out loud. And then another thing that, you know, I listened very closely to the show. I believe it was that one, uh, the number nine. But, uh, if you listen to the W commercial, even in the commercial, Steve messed up when he was talking about, you know, W, they even sell, uh, nipple sets. He didn't say nipple sets. He said nipple clamps. Oh, okay. Or nipple clips or something like that. Like little things like that. You know, Gringo. What I'm Gringo. Yeah. Only you or maybe Keeper would get that. That may have been, that may have been, yeah. a, uh, that may have been a Keeper after dark before it was dark. Right? Yeah. I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, I caught that for sure. We'll go back and play it. You'll hear it. Nipple, yeah. It's either nipple clamps or nipple clips. I'm definitely going to check into that. But for those who are listening, episode nine occurred March 10th of 2010. And the show length was an hour and 57 minutes. And Paul Lindsay thought that was a little bit long. Um, that was kind of funny from what the show becomes. And we'll talk about that when we get to show 200. Um, but like I said, the guests were two of the greats now, RV, um, who was just discussing the, the night race at Lakewood, for those of you that remember that, uh, Gringo. But RV was you know, still kind of a, a baby almost. You know, he was still he wasn't the great that he is now. Uh, that's for you, Randy. Oh, Sorry. Ryan? Sorry, that's for you, Randy. Yeah, r- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's interesting to hear it's, it's interesting to hear the 
the the racers whom we know now, and I know we're not we're not uh, recapping show 400, but to hear the RV from 400 to the RV when he was the you know a commercial podium person to the RV that was new in the sport, it's 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 here interesting to hear how they mature uh, during that time and everything, and and to hear RV's perspective on a lot of stuff uh, was was definitely interesting for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Garinga, some of the things they talked about even before I think RV came on. Uh, that are still discussed today. They discussed, like him and Paul discussed, what's the definition of a privateer, even back in 2010. Um, so it's funny, and we're going to discuss that as we go on the night. A lot of the same topics are still being talked about now, Gringo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he even discussed, or he even yelled at Steve, remember? Yeah. He yelled at him for not listening to him about to pay attention because he was talking <laughs> about the soil, how the soil was different. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, why weren't you paying attention, you know, about watering the, the, the dark soil and stuff? So, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> Even suspension settings, so I found interesting that you, RV you could, was talking you could, about. Yeah. You could tell that uh, RV and Steve had that, 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 uh, that quick banter back and forth, that that relationship would still hold uh, true with those two today. I thought that was, yeah. was definitely showing right from the beginning already. Yep. yep. Yeah, it was really a good interview. It was just hard to physically listen to basically with the quality um you know but it's again it's really great to go back and see how hard and here i go with the gargling i I just had a twitter message about this last night about gargling balls but how far steve has come how hard he has worked with even stuff he's talked about not knowing a lot about like the the equipment side of things and learning or hiring people to come in and make the show better because of what he saw the show becoming uh gringo Again, I mean, it really is impressive when you go back and listen to this, to what it has become in, you know, the time, in the nine years or so. Oh, I mean, who would ever think it would blow up into the way it did? I mean, it's really when I've called it in the past and I've said he's grown an empire, which he really <laughs> yeah, has. Yeah. I mean, between the quality of the show, the audio, the guests, the host that he has on and the content. I mean, it's a lot, bro. And it's quality stuff. Absolutely. You know, not only does it have humor interjected into it, it's got facts, and it also introduces you to, like, guys like me who don't know who everybody is as a fan. You know, like, even in the background, I'm not even talking about racers. You start to get to know who's who. This guy works for a Churvy's. This guy works for, works for 100%, blah, 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 even meeting Randy. Yeah. I mean, look at how much it's grown and branches out all across the country. It really is Pulp Nation. He's developed an empire. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Gringa, uh, or Randy, Steve talking to RV talks about going out to his place and shooting guns, which I thought was kind of funny with all <laughs> his comments now about guns, right? I, I, I You know what? I, I had that and I made some notes, and I'm no Paul Lindsay, but I did make notes. And, uh, <laughs> And, and and that's one of the things. That's one of the things I caught. I'm like, wait a minute, Matt is talking about going out there and shooting a gun. He's asking what kind of gun, and apparently, yeah. uh, you know, RB's wife had shot the gun. I forget who else, but one of the ladies had shot the gun out there, and he was like, "There's no way they shot that gun." But so, <laughs> so here, Steve say that now versus, and again, the, the the sad thing is, as far as topics of conversation, that shows uh, again how far we've we've how far we've come and how many things have changed in in that nine year period to what you what's comfortable to have a conversation about and what's not comfortable to have a conversation about. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was ironic as well. Yeah. And then of course, Jeremy McGrath, the King is the second interview of the night. Um, Steve brings up something that we still talk about today. Back in your day, the tracks were, were tougher. Whoops were gnarlier, uh, which again, McGrath is always fantastic. Um, 
Gringo, did you get anything out of the McGrath interview? What did you think of that? Oh, you always get something out of that. And he spoke about something that I always wanted to hear him talk about was the transition from when this little freckle-faced kid come in yes. and, uh, you know, started to become a threat to him. And I, that was fascinating to me how he was not prepared uh, for this kid, Carmichael, to come in and do what he did. Otherwise, he would have been better prepared. Yeah, you know, yeah. I thought that was fascinating. I love that. I love that stuff. Even when he said that, uh, when he spoke about how uh, Carmichael the next year, he went from looking like a chubby kid <laughs> to all of a sudden he was ripped. And I remember that year when I saw him at Southwick. And when I tell you he was ripped, he was ripped. I yeah. mean, he lost a lot of weight. You could see he was a lean, mean fighting machine, and that was great. That was a great interview, especially that part. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear McGrath say, I didn't take him serious enough, but at the same time say it was kind of a relief because he had been the dominating yeah. guy for so long, and it was kind of nice to almost like take that step back. That was that was something that I thought was really a highlight of that particular interview um, so Randy, towards the end, you know, they, they got, they did the two guests and they had a few segments. One of those segments was, uh, the vital question of the week. And it was from Swizzcore who, who, who's hitting their buttons. Somebody? Hello. That was just me playing tribute. Hey, that was just me playing tribute to Steve pressing buttons when they were calling listeners back on that. <laughs> okay. Back on that uh, I was sitting here taking notes to cut that out, but now I'll leave it in. <laughs> Hey, that's that's what the show sounded like. That was that was episode nine with, with Steve dialing with Steve dialing to the next caller, right? Yeah, that was pre-producer. Yes, yes, that was yes, that was horrible. That's funny. I'm sorry, but I, I'm sorry, but I had to mess you up on that. No, I'm to, leaving that, that in. That that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, but Swisscore, so I said with the the vital question of the week, Swisscore was the, the guy that sent the question in. And I don't know for sure, but that may have been, been Swisscore's debut for all, you know, on Pulp, who's now a huge part of this, the history of Pulp. Mm-hmm. And I think, didn't, and I heard later in one show, I think Steve reached out to him to do the website or something, wasn't it? He, yes. He got or some music. Yes. Somehow it tied into some music. That's what it was. Swisscore was listening, and then he says, like, yeah, I can do some music or I can provide something for you. So that's, that's cool that, uh, that, that, again, someone else who just has a passion for motorcycles and to what you spoke about, Gringo, uh, dots got connected and a, click, a picture got clearer and clearer. And, uh, and, and now Swisscore is an, an integral part of the, the day-to-day for Fulton X. Yeah, absolutely. And even back then, as early as show nine, X Brand Teros was a segment. Um, but before, So we're going to wrap up the talk about episode nine. The biggest thing I took away really was probably um, – like I said, I felt like Paul Lindsay, he kind of, to me, he interrupted a lot and made it hard for Steve to be Steve. And it's easy to say now because I'm I'm used to the pulp, pulp MX that is today. You know, maybe back then they sort of had more of an equal input to the show, but I, I found myself being a little bit frustrated. Um, Gringo, did you get the same? Were you on on board with me? Was Did you feel like Paul was interrupting or was that just me being a little bit biased? Uh, well, I, I uh, you know the way I talk. Sometimes I'm not so you know sophisticated or eloquent in the way I deliver my things. But the guy was tighter than a knot on a dog's dick, and I'm not saying <laughs> he's not a nice guy, but it came across on the airwaves. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just he wasn't going with the flow. He was a little tense, you know. It, yeah. And and uh, and it, and it kind of in a way, I mean, it's kind of good that things evolved the way they did because I don't think he would mesh with the show the way it is now. 
now it's more freestyle, you yeah. know, anything goes type of thing. You know, I don't think he would mesh with that. He's a, a little, he sounds a little corporate. I don't know, like in my job, you know, the corporate guys are like that. It's tight. You know what I mean? You know, it's well, yeah, we're gonna talk about pick. we're gonna talk about that a little bit with Show Two Hundred because Paul Lindsay is in studio along with Kenny Watson. Um, and, and they talk about that a little bit. So let's move on to February 9th, 2015, show 200. Again, in-studio guest, Kenny Watson, Paul Lindsay, Chris Kiefer, who is not the Chris Kiefer we know today either. He, he showed some signs of it, but he wasn't the uh, seasoned Chris Kiefer pulp, pulp uh, host that we know today. And Travis Preston. Um, I really enjoyed the show. This is one of the first shows... When I discovered the show in 2016, this is one of the first shows that I went back to. Um, but listening to it the second time, I don't think I loved it as much as I did originally because I still, again, the show has evolved so much. But it was really still, I thought it was a great show. Gringo, uh, how about you? Oh, I thought it was uh, was real good, man. Especially, you know, I, when I listened to, you know, what made the show, what made it really good. And Tell I know me. people bitch about him, some people, but I like Watson. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, Boston, Boston, uh, what's his name? Lindsey's Falls, you know yep. what I mean? Like, forgetting his notes, like Randy <laughs> said, and, and uh, you know, he was just busting his balls. The, the Roost Roos Graphics yeah. comment was the funny one to me. Like, Kenny said, you know Roost Graphics, right? And uh, Paul said, oh yeah, the guys from San Diego? <laughs> Watson's like, saying, yeah, 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 yeah pretty close, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta, yeah, yeah, Randy. Um, what do you? What are your overall thoughts on two hundred? Uh, Kiefer, Paul Lindsay, Watson, all those guys. I mean, what do you think about it? Listening back, you know, I, you know, it, it, it to me, I think it's, uh, it, it was a definitely an interesting mix of personalities, which oftentimes, Steve, uh, on the show, you have that a mix of personalities, and and sometimes it's amazing, and sometimes, man, it's, it's ugly. But uh, but I think the argument between the guys was funny because uh, you know I don't mind a good argument every now and then, especially if I'm not involved in it. Right, right. <laughs> it's much much better. But uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was great. And and Kenny Watson, man, you just never know. You just never know what he's going to come up with, what he's going to say. And uh, I, I do agree with you that that Paul's very serious and professional and technical and 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 very professional in that way and kenny just popping off left right and center so you never know what's going to happen and steve's kind of uh the, the jovial mediator between all that so i thought it was awesome yeah uh gringo it go ba- going off what uh randy just said and the talk we've had with paul during the show they talked about that because uh Kiefer asked you know paul Lindsay, why'd you bail uh you know motor world the sponsor bailed after 10 or 11 episodes and Paul said, you know, I, I really just kind of want to do a one-hour show. I didn't really like the F-bombs that were coming up. I think, you know, uh, which have those things have kind of become a lot, a big part of the Pulp Empire. You know, the shows are longer, obviously. It's basically completely the opposite of what Paul had envisioned be, to begin with, uh, Gringo. Yeah, he would. He, like I said, he wouldn't flow with it. Yeah. yeah but we got a very diverse community in the Pulp Nation. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, different kinds of people and uh that's what makes the show interesting you know so he wouldn't uh he, he like like randy said he's very professional like everything's got to be you know the way he is mm-hmm. representation f-bombs all of that that's not his bag so it wouldn't work no uh, he, with Lindsay. <laughs> not that type of show right 100 percent. now show 200 like i said they had four in studio guests including steve just like show 400 did um and i think just listening to those two shows in the last couple weeks I don't really like having that many in-studio guests. I feel like it's a little too much, and it takes away from one or the other guests. 
Uh, Randy, do you have an issue with four in studio guests? Do you have any thoughts on that? Any opinions? I, I think it's okay if they have a talking stick. You know, if they have a baton. <laughs> Jake Weimer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. No, it, it, it's good. The, the the diversity of it is. It, it's just that typically in that situation, someone who's a little bit quieter uh, will be will will be just that, a little bit more quieter, and someone who's a little bit more vocal will do just that. They'll be more vocal, so it, it can contribute to some some imbalance, let's say, in in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, a couple of a couple of co-hosts in there with Steve is, is great, but uh, for the regular shows, but that one-off occasion, uh, like, like uh, 400 or, or even 300, I know we're not covering, but when you have uh, a special occasion like that, the more the merrier, I think it's okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Can you, can you imagine me calling in on the show and, and Lindsay talking to me on the air? <laughs> it just wouldn't work. That's actually, I would love you know to what I mean? know what Paul Lindsay would think of Gringo. That's actually, that'd be a good, Little quick, uh, uh, no, it wouldn't Q&A. be good. He, uh, you know, no, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I'm not saying personal level, but yeah, he probably yeah. would just do different, you know, like even on the job over here, you know, I'm, some guys just don't get me. They think I'm, you know, this guy's not right. You know <laughs> what I mean? He's not well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not for everybody, Gringo, but we love you. Nah. Um, and no, this hey, is... hey, hey, on that note, let me, let me just say something yeah. real quick. You mind do if it... I, I want to do a little, you know, a uh, little thing there I want to I want to just share with you. Okay. I was thinking earlier today about this call that you guys were going to call up and, uh, and we were going to be on the air. Uh, years ago, when I drove out of New York, uh, one day I was on the Long Island Expressway, okay, in bumper-to-bumper traffic in daylight, and there was a van that pulled over onto the shoulder of the road while we were stopped in traffic, and two guys ran out of the van, Okay, and they ran up this knoll where everybody could see them on the 495. Everybody, we're all looking at them, and the dudes had those jumpsuits that you wear, like in the winter time, the one-piece suit. Yep. And the one dude unzipped his suit, pulled his suit all the way down to his ankles, and his body. Now check this. This is the important part that made me think of you guys. Uh oh. The other dude took his suit, the bottom part of his suit, and he pulled. The suit forward so the guy wouldn't crap in his own jumpsuit. <laughs> and when I well, if that came to my head, I know it sounds a little crazy, but I thought mm-hmm. about that. I said, these are two guys that I know that if that happened to me, they would pull that jumpsuit forward so I wouldn't drop a deuce in my own jumpsuit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just want to let you know that. I got your back, Gringo. I got your back. You know what I mean? Randy can have your front. You Randy can have your front, but I got your back. Okay. I had another call coming in. Sorry, That's I okay. That one. Hey, show quality. Show quality is not allowed to be complained about anymore. No, exactly sound quality. Right. Exactly. Sound quality. Um, oh man. So this was also a show that Gibbs was producing, and Gibbs uh, was it on the show a very long time after I started listening. Um, you know, Gibbs was you know had a lot of. People that didn't necessarily like Gibbs, but I mean, I thought he did a pretty good job. He was a little dry in his segments, like Gabbit Gibbs, um, but still, he, he's no tr- uh, Travis Marks, Randy. No, I, I agree, and I enjoyed uh, uh, I enjoyed Gibbs when he was there and producing, but but uh, I think Travis uh, he is a perfect uh, fit to the Pulp Mex puzzle. And, uh, and I'm not talking about those two puzzle pieces I hit from Pookie. Uh, he is. Uh, <laughs> I was there he is, He's a great. He's a great fit to the puzzle, and uh, he complements the show very well. You know, he's he's extremely quiet. He's over there doing his business and uh, playing excite bike. But when he interjects a point or two, 
they're just uh, they're subtle, they're sarcastic, and they're salty. And I love it when he zings Steve a couple times. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, he definitely adds to the show. Definitely adds to the show. Absolutely. Um, so and, and he and I can and he and I have both done backflips of dirt. So there's that also. Oh, I'm so. jealous of that. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty jealous. That's of awesome. That. that is. I still can't believe that. That is awesome. Yeah, you're the man. <laughs> um. So, like I said, Sinjin calls in, and this was probably towards the end of when Sinjin started kept, was calling in. Um, but he brings up a topic that we sort of have been talking about um, with Lindsay being back, Paul Lindsay being back. And he says, uh, Lindsay makes me want to eat a bullet. That's a little harsh. But um, <laughs> I would think that the, the whole of Pulp Nation or the majority of Pulp Nation today probably is pretty glad of the transition that Pulp made and where it is now. Um, you know, and again, nothing against Paul. I don't know Paul. He seems like a, a very nice guy. Same thing people say about me, but some people don't like me on the show. So is what it is. This is my opinion. Um, so there was also, this was right after the uh, incident with Chad Reed and Trey Kennard, where Reed got black flag and he was suing or going to sue somebody had hired a lawyer. Um, Randy, whatever came of that? Do you remember? Did anybody ever get sued? <laughs> Uh, and, 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 and I don't, I don't remember. I never heard anything, uh, post, uh, the window when it was being discussed, but, and I'm not so sure that anyone was being sued. I think that, that if I remember correctly, Chad was just taking some, some, uh, say legal action, but right. he was looking into it, looking into some, some legal action or looking into some legal situation, what have you. And there was a lot of discussion of what would they do to award him the points for the position he was in and, right, right. and all that. But, uh, yeah, I distinctly remember that that race and and that situation, but but uh, I guess that 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 water just went on down the drain. We never heard anything about it uh, after yeah. the dust settled. So. As many of hey, that, that, that was that the race that uh, Reed uh, basically took Canard out, yes. like when he was trying to get back on the track type of thing or something. Yep, yep, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kennard got in. Kennard got into Reed in a little double section or a little rhythm section. Then made a left and went back out on the start straight. And then uh, and Reed got under him and just pushed him out to the right. Yeah. 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 My personal opinion on that is, I don't know. I think that was a little too far. I, you know, I don't know. Mate, that's just me. No. I think I, that I, uh, it looked like a, like he tried to take like he tried to knock Kennard. You know, try to smash you and tell him that's what it looked like to me but i could be wrong i don't yeah, know there's a few things that chad has done over the years that i definitely am not on board with including blocking ryan dungy a couple years ago that yeah, oh yeah, yeah but, I remember that yeah but you know that's hey racers they get in the heat of the moment you do crazy things sometimes it's drama it's drama yeah you know, yeah it's good for us to watch on tv <laughs> so i want to ask yeah, you and and, and un, uh, i was gonna say one thing yeah unlike uh Unlike stick and ball sports, which you know I care nothing about, um, you know you you have the play on the field, right? Mm-hmm. But then they 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 pause the game and go look at the replay and make a decision before moving forward with the game, yes. right? Whether it was inbound, out of bounds, or you know whatever. Um, but in motorcycle racing, you, you you can't pause the race. You can't stop everyone on the track to let them review the tape. So in situations like that, like that black flag, I think that was a, a personally. Uh, I think that was just an emotional reaction from Gallagher, and he, he black flagged him quickly or whatever. Um, I, I think that any situation like that, as long as the rider's not injured, you need to let the race run its course 
and you need to review the tape afterward, and there needs to be a collective decision made and, and let each party involved state their position and so on, then make a decision, right? And then if it's the next day or the next week, then come then come to uh, come to the, dis- the decision of what what action to take, right? Yeah, and that you know, yeah, right. you saying that is like clearer heads prevail. You you talk about it afterwards, yeah. and all, after all these years and all these incidences of things similar to that, we still have rash judgments being made. Like it still hasn't been fixed, which again is probably yeah, you know, have- one of Pope's many rants. Yeah, we have some consistent inconsistencies, that's for sure. <laughs> 100%. Um, so talking about show sound quality, uh, I listened to most of this with headphones on, and I could hear in the background the entire time Gibbs talking to the, the people on the phone while the show's going on. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Um, that is something that has definitely been improved with the new studio setup and having Travis farther away. Uh, did either one of you notice that? I did, and I've I've been in the new uh, Max Mansion on the <laughs> lower sub third uh, floor level. Yes, the- and uh, and Travis Travis Marks, his uh, work area is about seventy five feet uh, away from Steve, so uh, he basically have to yell before you hear him. You know, in the in the palatial uh, Max Mansion, so I think that helps, but also just true sound quality with that Steve uses. So yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I've also been in that studio. I mean, it was hard for me to get through security, but um, you know, once yeah. once I got through security, it, it was it was pretty awesome. I did not get a I, VIP I, card to go to the all the. I didn't get all access, but you know, I, when when they, when they were searching your ponytail there at the at the gate, I, I didn't. They, I didn't think you were making it. I thought, I thought for sure you had a sword or something hidden in there. Well, I was. I, I'm I was glad gonna, you made it in. I wanted to steal a works connection whole shot device. Oh, sword. That's what I wanted. I wanted to work. I was going to try to get one out, but that they caught me. Uh, oh, man. Okay, so how about Gringo? This is for you because I know you love Kiefer. Yeah. You're a Kiefer after dark guy. Um, they talked about Chris Kiefer. And he said, I'm not answering any of those filthy trash questions on a show when he was referring. JT had asked Kiefer about losing his virginity. So, show 200, Steve wasn't having any of that, but now we've all evolved into Kiefer after dark. Hey, just for the record, though, you know, with the Kiefer at the dark thing, my, I'm not. It's not like the dirtiness of it or whatever that affects me or nothing like that. It's just some people, some guys calling as a joke, you know, like to be funny or whatever. Other guys calling looking for advice, and it's just sometimes when I hear some of the questions, not that I disagree with Kiefer, but I have another opinion on it, and yet that's what I enjoy about it. Like I wish I could tell this guy what I could help him out in that situation. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. it, I, I feel like I could truly help somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but, you know, you just sit there and listen and enjoy it. But, right. But, uh, you know, like, I'll give you an example. Since bring up Keeper after dark. That dude one time that called in that his wife didn't want him to perform oral sex on her because she didn't like the way he did it or whatever. And I just, I felt like I had so much I could contribute. <laughs> and uh, I had called in one time and I left a message. I think it was a message. Yep. And uh, they played it and believe it or not, bro. And I'm not even joking. I'm being serious. This dude called in later on, or I don't know if he called, but he sent me something on my Instagram. And the guy told me that I saved his life, bro. Oh, that's awesome. And you know what I, yeah, yeah, or saved, or it helped, whatever, it, whatever he worded it, that it helped him out. And I just, yeah, 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 and I, that's what I like about it. That's that's what I think is cool. Yeah, you I, know, I think Steve does it more for the entertainment. 
pot, you know, the funny pot. Yes, you know I mean? Steve probably does, but I, I agree with you. I think people can get something out of it. I mean, people, you take a show like Loveline, who's been around for years and years, and people enjoy it as entertainment, but they also get some pretty good advice, and it helps people out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down with it. Um, Randy, I may have asked you this before. I'm not sure, but as a sponsor of the show, uh, when Kiefer After Dark first came on, Steve made a bunch of comments about some sponsors not really liking the segment and all that um as a worldwide brand with michelin do you have any issues with that or see why a company would uh yeah definitely i i, I and and when steve reached out to me about it and everything and and for the record i was not or or we were not one of the companies that that uh called in and 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 voiced a negative opinion on it um but you know, Michelin is a very uh, conservative and wholesome company, and 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 I have my personal uh, beliefs and live my life the way I do. And and so you know, all one thing I had told Steve was, look, I'd rather not. I would rather not be. Uh, I'd rather not have that content on the show when I'm on board. You know, mm. they're representing Michelin, mm-hmm. and and I don't want to send any. Uh, you know, I don't want to set a bad example for our company or for myself. But um, because sometimes I think a lot of people can. Uh, call in with something that they're just creating it, the, the, trying to create the most uh, outlandish scenario, which probably isn't real. Sure, right? sure. Uh, but at the same, but at the, but at the same times, I think that uh, in a relationship, um, in the number of relationships, uh, the intimacy part of it, or something like that, can be something that's a uh, a difficult thing. And I think that 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 people have called in with sincere issues, and I think that Chris has been very honest and very uh, caring to share his opinion as to what they do, or Heather has as well. She chimed in, and, and I think it probably has helped people, and I think that's cool. Uh, personally, I think that's good that, that Chris doesn't mind helping out. Yeah, cool. Well, I appreciate you uh, being honest about that from the business side of it. Um, something I also noticed during this episode was a lot of people chewing. Anybody catch that? Did they bug anybody? Either one of you. The noise, background noise. Yeah, there, there was some, I think there was some chewing going on, a lot of eating. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to believe this. So I'm sitting there thinking about that dude with the oral, trying to help him <laughs> okay. out, and I passed the freaking exit. I was supposed to Uh-oh. I was supposed to get on 95. I kept going down 26. Jeez, Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah Gring, U-turn. Yeah, he, Gringo's on the road right now working. Sorry about that, Gringo. No, um, no, 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 that's all right. It's me. My imagination starts wandering <laughs> off, but... Hey, gonna, hey, Gringo, if you're 20, this 26, come back up 26 to 385 to, to, to Piedmont, and you just stay here for the night. Okay, Gringo's driving a truck. Yeah, he's yeah, he, truck, he's in a big so, truck right now. So I, Let's do what I was thinking about. I, I was thinking about that dude. I got totally off track. Right. Hey, you, 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 was, you was like Ronnie Mack. You was getting you was getting so much that way you were blind. <laughs> you couldn't see the exit. Well, let's talk about a couple more things with Show 200 before we wrap this up. Um, there was a really, if you guys haven't listened to Show 200, Steve told a really great story about losing his ridgeline at the airport which I did not remember that story at all, Randy. That was a classic story that probably needs to be retold. Yeah, I think I think that was a good one. He was just adamant, adamant uh, that and uh, that that he was he was in the right, and no one had moved his truck, and he thought that Pookie and some of her friends had came and moved it, and <laughs> he just went on and on about it, and uh, and I, I thought that was uh, I thought that was funny. I can see Steve just being you know pure fire, hell bent on the fact that. 
he was in the right and somebody oh, absolutely. stole his truck. And come to, come to find out, it was on different levels. That's classic. Yes. Classic matter. Yeah, that, the that's... only thing would have been better. The only thing that would have made that better is if maybe he'd flown in and JT was with him, and JT was telling him, "Well, maybe you parked in the wrong spot." That would have been the best argument I think they ever oh, could have had. God, so. that would yeah, that would be a classic for sure because you know JT would never let that go. Um, oh no! How no. about the fact, guys, that this and I'll, I'll go to you first, Gringo. This was right before Ryan Villapoto went to the GPS. Man, everybody expected Ryan to go over there and you know be very competitive. Um, Paul and JT have a little bit of a disagreement on whether he's going to win right away. But Gringo, that was that really takes me back to that time, man, when we were, we were so excited to see what RV was going to do. Yeah, when RV was going to the GP. Yeah, yeah, just because this mm-hmm. they discuss it because he was about to go over. That that was a good conversation, in my opinion. Just just the oh what, yeah, the, it was. I mean, the I predictions. Thought, I thought I was one of the, yeah, I was one of the people that thought you know because you always got this image of America. So wherever we go, we're going to kick the ass, you know, and knowing the way R.V. is, we're going to go over there and we're going to show these people who's boss. And, you know, to hear the opinions before it actually happens, yeah. and it, it starts opening up your mind as to, you know, it ain't that simple like everybody thinks, you know, and the hard time that he had going over. I thought that was really interesting. It gave me a whole new respect. Right. You know, especially for the Euros, how fast they get. Ooh, yeah, we got intimations this weekend. And, and, and Nash, uh, I think Nash, one of his comments during that during that uh, conversation, he said that RV was going to wipe the floor uh, in the GPS, and and yeah. and I laughed about it because I thought, you know, he, he he looped out and he literally did yeah. he wiped the floor with his own butt, and uh, and I thought I thought, man, that did not go as that did not go as we had all expected, that's for sure, because I I anticipated RV going over there and just laying wood to him. But, oh yeah, uh, I think we all did. It didn't go that way. Just kind of yep. like we same thing we thought last year for MX of Nations with Red Bud. And, um, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. when you get a, a little high and mighty, you get knocked down a little bit, you know. But hopefully, uh, even though this isn't about show 200 yeah. or show nine, but this, yeah. hopefully this coming weekend yeah. uh, we'll step up and get a podium That's that at Aston. That's, I'm really looking forward to watching that. Um, yeah, but regarding last year, I know that, that Team Puerto Rico definitely performed to, to the level of expectation that I had for them, and it was an honor to be a, an honorary member of that team for Team Puerto Rico last year. So, uh, but yeah, that, <laughs> this year, this year I would love to see I'd love to see the U.S. Uh, at least back on the podium, uh, and I think that would be a win. And and I yep. would like to say this uh, for for Zacho and and Jason and uh, and uh, Justin, Justin Cooper over there de- dedicating this much time, especially the Husqvarna boys, to go over there and spend this much time uh, at the end of the the long, long season to go over there and, uh, and, and you know, and Zach taking his whole family over there. Those guys, that it, there's no doubt. There's no PR that needs to be issued. Those guys want to be there. And, I, and man, as a, as a fan of American Supercross and Motocross, man, I appreciate the sacrifices they're making to go over there and, and fight and yep. race for the red, white, and blue, for sure. Absolutely. And last year, oh, hell yeah. I think last year's uh, success, you know, that we'll have for Team Puerto Rico was mainly because of the Starcross Fives on Travis Pastrana's bike. I mean, that that's what I'm well, giving it. The, the Starcross Fives were the reason they did so well. 
Yeah, well, it's the reason he did so well for sure, and and he had he had that 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 one front and one rear lasted him the entire weekend. Hell yeah, and, dude! Uh, and <laughs> it was good. It was good, good. And yep. he'll have he'll have a. I did I did send uh, Hubert a fresh set for the RM Zilla coming up for Red Bull Set Rhythm next weekend. So nice. Uh, he's got a fresh set for that, so he'll be ready. Well, I, I've got him on both my bikes, and that's all I'll run. So thank you very much for that, Randy Richardson. A um, couple more things. We'll touch a couple. Couple classic stories came out in this episode. Uh, one of them was the S- Steve story about lowering the radiators um, that was eventually stolen by Butler and uh, Doug Dubach. That's a story he's told a number of times. And uh, I don't. And of course, the JT non Super Bowl bet that he asked Mathis to make and it didn't work <laughs> out. Those were some really those stories. I again, I'd forgotten about those. And here, going back and listening to, to those were really entertaining and made me remember again why these were such good shows. Gringo, did uh, wh- how about your thoughts on those two stories? Uh, the Super Bowl bet? Yeah, do you remember that? JT wanted Steve to make a bet. I don't remember that. You must not listen no, to that. No, no, I don't remember. Uh, JT wanted Steve to make a bet uh, on the Patriots, I believe, but he didn't didn't have this decision made yet or I, or maybe he didn't get the money to Steve. I can't remember the, end, the whole story, Randy, but I know he Steve did not make the bet for JT JT got with oh, them. I so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Steve yeah, went yeah. down, made the bet, but JT hadn't told him to do it in time. Steve went back home. JT wanted him to go back to make the bet, and Steve wasn't going to do it. Had he done it, JT would have won a bunch of money. That was something that. Hey, wasn't it Preston that told him, he says, I would have done it? Or yes. somebody told him, I would have yes, done it? Yes. Yes. There you go. That. Yeah. So that and it's, and it's easy to say that after the fact, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like it's like me telling you, Gringo, I would have pulled your uh, jumpsuit out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> after the fact. Hey, hey, hey let me let me you know, before I forget. Yeah. You guys were talking about the designations. I'm going to give you my hot take on that right okay, now. Let's do it. Okay, because right. I'm a, I'm a man of faith. Okay, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say we're going to win that shit, bro. That's what I'm saying. We're coming home with a win. Okay. I, like. I, I know. I know that sounds like I'm reaching out too far nope. or stretching, but I got. I got faith. I say we're going to win it. Do we win straight up, or does uh, the Dutch team have an issue? I don't know how the hell it's going to fall together, but with the with <laughs> you know, you guys are talking about Zach we're going over there early training, and I know that that kid. He this he's into this shit. He's not doing this, you know. He he's doing this because he is into it. Yeah. With him going over and 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 El Hombre is into it, and Justin over there. I think I, I really believe we got a chance of winning this thing, bro. For I real. like it. I didn't ask you guys to do a BTO hot take tonight, but I appreciate you having one. Um, I get, Randy, do you have a BTO hot take? If you don't, it's fine since I didn't ask. No, I, I, I think the hot take is Gringo's going to uh, he's going he's going to get back on track and he's going to get that uh, load delivered back to Florida in time. I think there you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm back on track. <laughs> I had to make a tight ass U turn back to freak everybody out. But, uh, but no, I'm back on track. Well, I, I really enjoyed going back and listening to show 9 and 200. Um, I think that right now, the, the, listening to those shows shows that Pulp MX is in its prime right now. It's only getting better. Um, I know that Steve has a lot of things he's working on. I've mentioned that before, that he wants to even make more improvements on. So I think the health and the future for Pulp MX, whether Steve ever actually retires and quits going to races or not, is very bright. Um, I, I again, Randy. He ain't retiring, man. He I ain't know. retiring, bro. Um, yeah, I cannot wait. It, it I'm pulling horseshit on that. Yeah, it it will happen, and I cannot wait to hear him ask 
either uh, either Evan Ferry, a uh, Tim Ferry son, right? Yep, Evan, yep. right? Or, or or Nick Way's son about setup. I cannot wait to hear Mathis interview them about setup. I cannot wait. And hopefully, both those kids will bust his balls about being old and uh, you know out of date. So since they, hey, you know what? Exactly, that'll be awesome. Well, again, guys, thank you for joining me for these for the uh, classic wrap up of episode nine and two hundred. Uh, I'm very thankful that future headlines has pretty much gone away. That's something that I'm I am happy about that he shows that Steve does know what's going on to get rid of some segments that maybe don't work. Uh, I'm glad that it's just Steve and he he has his rotating guests, including Randy Richardson, and hopefully Gringo will get in studio soon. But guys, thank you so much. Yeah. Wait, 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 yeah, wait. Yeah. Where you Go going? Ahead. Where you going? We still we got more issues to address. Oh, you we know? do. I, I wanted to. Yeah. What about uh, uh, Paul Lindsay when he was droning on and gargling all about Phelps for a half an hour straight? That was Him it. And Jason hey, Thomas arguing. You yeah. don't want to elaborate on that? Yeah, we can do it. I have it in my notes. Tell me what what your thoughts on that were. Uh, I, well, well, I just had my finger down my throat. I thought it was disgusting over and over and over. And then it was, it turned into humor. It seemed to go to the extreme. And uh, almost sounded like him and Jason Thomas were going to start going, you know, Jason's nice and calm and collected. Right, right. But Paul, Paul, Paul seemed like he was getting a little defensive, didn't he? Yeah, a little bit. And Steve was saying, you know, thank you, Feld, for allowing me to have a job. Let's have a bake sale for Feld because they're struggling being his sarcastic self. But I, I see his side. And, yeah, I think um, I think Paul, uh, Randy, was sort of being the uh, the businessman on that side, maybe trying to. I want to hear what Randy thinks. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what he what he thinks. Go ahead, yeah, I think I think yeah, I think as with anything, uh, regardless of what it is, you can always have improvement, right? So uh, I think that uh, you know Feld does a phenomenal job of, of promoting the series and everything. You got to keep in mind, you know, I raced uh, that series in '93, four, five as 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 a uh, you know a privateer guy, true true privateer. Take my vacation days from Michelin and go to the races. So back then, you'd sit in the riders' meeting, and they'd tell you what the, the blue flag meant. That means there's a race going on, and you're not in it, right? right, right. Uh, so, so I think the series has come a long way. As with anything, there's room for improvement. But I think in that, in that, in the uh, in the timing of that show, if we keep in mind, Paul Lindsay was in a situation where he was not at the time employed within the motorcycle industry. So it it, it definitely was oh, all okay. To, it was definitely in his favor to be complimentary to the series and what have you uh, and, and be super complimentary to them because that might open some doors for him. I, I think that's what my thoughts were on No, you know what? You know what? That is true, bro. That's yeah. true. And remember, he, he earlier in the show or at one point during the show, they talked about uh, JT had went and auditioned and Paul Lindsay had auditioned and Daniel Blair auditioned and got the announcing gig with uh, with Arena Cross, Arena Cross yep, yep. and then, yeah, with Arena Cross, and Lindsey had said he had used to do what now uh, Jim Holly does. So I think, and, and I respect it. I think uh, Paul was trying to be in good favor, and uh, and Steve was, of course, being a controversial self and and uh, and making more jokes and and more uh, more jab jabs at Paul. So. It right, 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 for sure. Yeah. No, you know why? You see, that's a, that's why it's good that you see that Randy just the way he explained that makes me look at it different now. That's okay. right, because the guy was unemployed at the time. That's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, no, that's good. That's yeah. good. You see, that's why you need uh, you need different opinions. Uh, you look exactly. at things differently. That's true. Which and again, now, what, hey, what about 
Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm you sorry. go ahead. Go finish go your ahead. thought. Finish your thought. No, no. Before you, before you end the show, I just wanted to call. What about uh, what? Does anybody still know what back then what Watson's job title was? No, still don't know. I think still it was, was still hasn't been determined. Yeah, yeah, I think he was uh, uh, director of misdirection. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, night man. You know, he, he never he never did say what his title. He said they didn't have titles, but uh, but I do know this. I do know this. I, I, I've known Kenny Watson for a long, long time. I actually, I met him and they talked about it at that show a little bit about, they called up and called to Gothic J, right? Yep. So in, yeah. in, in 1997 is when I met Kenny Watson. He and, uh, James Eichel was on the Moto Triple X team. Uh, Gothic J was a mechanic. They all came, stayed at my house in Piedmont. Eichel and, I'll say Curry, they rode at my Supercross track and then they, they left my house on, uh, Thursday or whatever, went to Atlanta. That Friday night, they had press day, and that Friday night is when Gothic J went out, and the van got robbed, and Gothic oh. J had the, his eyeliner on and all that. You remember that story? Yeah. So, That's so a... what, what, what I'll say, yeah, so what I'll say is Kenny Watson, uh, he, he, while he may not be the most classically trained individual in, in one thing or another, like I love his stories about how he would take his bike. He was a mechanic. He'd take his bike to some local shop and have them do the bike <laughs> in, right? Uh, but, yeah, yeah. but what what I have to respect is that Kenny Watson is dedicated to doing the best job he can, and and I think that no is not an answer. He'll keep pushing forward till he gets what he needs for his rider, for his team, and what have you. And I think he's an innovative guy that, that has done a lot of things in the industry that at the time were well outside the box, yep. but now we see are kind of cookie-cutter, which a lot of teams are doing the same thing. Kenny Watson innovated some time ago so yeah he, he's a good dude he he kind of mentioned that that other teams were kind of doing what they did now but he they weren't going to give their secrets away but other teams were starting to come around to copying mm-hmm. the rc8's basically program yeah so he, he's an innovator mm-hmm. and he's a fantastic guy you know people can love or hate him on the show but when you get to meet kenny kenny has one of the biggest hearts of anybody i've ever met yeah, yeah he's got a lot of history too yep. a lot of history behind absolutely that, so mm-hmm. you know all all the characters he's been around. Yep, for sure. All right, guys, let's wrap this thing up. I want to thank all the sponsors again: BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vortex, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Michelin Starcross Buys, Maxima Oil, X Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, OGO Bags, Ride Engineering, Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Roost Graphics, Guts Racing, Get Data, Firepower, Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports. Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, and LAHondaWorld.com. Uh, for all these sponsor links and any discount codes, go to PulpMXShow.com. Support the people that support the show because those guys make these things happen. They allow the, the wrap-up show to happen. Guys like Randy, they spend a lot of time investing into these uh, programs, and it's really, really, you have no idea how much it helps the show's do what they do, whether it be get to races, bring you programming to support the sponsors. Uh, Randy Gringo, thank you so much. And guys, stay tuned for another episode of Hello Pookie. Thanks, guys. Oh, it was an honor. It was an honor. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Absolutely. Safe Safe travels, Gringo. Yes. Be safe, Gringo. All right, Randy. All right. right. Hey, keep me updated on your thing there. All right.
right, we're back with another episode of Hello Pookie. Pookie, how are you? I'm good, bro. How are you? Doing great. Great to talk to you. Um, fresh off the Seven Deuce Deuces wedding. Um, so we heard a little bit this week about that, uh, and you didn't want to talk about it a lot, but that's going to be one of my first questions. Um, what's uh, what's the highlight of the Seven Deuce Deuces wedding for you? Um, the highlight? Okay, well, we've got to just consider that there's part of the evening that I don't really remember, so that's the later part. So the highlight definitely has to come in the beginning. Um, I'm going to say, besides you know anything to do with the bride, obviously, um, when Ty came up the aisle and you saw... Adam and Ty just like see each other and like, you know, the wedding party takes a pause right at the beginning before they go up and just to see those two look at each other and the way they were smiling, you could just was so cute. You know, if you know them, you know how much they love each other and how close they are. And it was just adorable to see, you know, them like that in that setting with their whole family. I met both of their sisters and, you know, their parents and it was just amazing. There actually was not a lot of motocross people there. It was a lot of family. So I felt very honored to be, you know, among the few moto people that were there. Yeah, the the videos that they posted looked like, like it was a lot of fun. And yes, you were right. Ty and Adam have an incredible bond between the two of them. Truly, yeah. Unlike any brothers that I've really probably ever known. Right, right. So um, I guess you, you, you kind of got called out a little bit, though, for maybe drinking a little too much, and you don't want to talk about it a whole lot. But I, it sounds like you had a good time overall, right? Nothing you regret? Um, no, I do regret drinking that much. Um, <laughs> I tend to sometimes go overboard at an open bar, especially if I'm having a good time, and then I kind of just want to keep having a good time and a better time. So, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not the first time, but hopefully it's the last time that happens. <laughs> well, <laughs> I did have a great time. Well, I think we found it pretty entertaining. We discussed it just a little bit on the wrap-up show where you were like, I, I ordered food? I did what? Yeah, so... <laughs> I don't remember anything about that salad. I don't remember that at all. Well, like that you lose part of your memory. You're, I guess my whole body is just on autopilot. Like they yeah. talked about dancing with somebody. I, yeah, don't know. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's something, but it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was a, uh, how, like, you know, when, when you get in a situation like that, um, how does Steve handle it? Is he pretty cool? You know, or cause you know, I've seen um, couples where the, you yeah, know, my, he is. I get, I get more upset at myself for yeah. letting him down than he really does at me. I mean, he'll be like, yeah, thanks for like, you know, making me babysit you all night. But that's really <laughs> it. He, you know, he's very even killed with me. He doesn't ever get really that upset. Yeah. He's got too many other things to rant about. Right. I know. Thank God. If he actually, you know, cared as much as he should or, you know, got mad at me as much as he should about that, I probably wouldn't even be around anymore. <laughs> like, the, we're talking, like, Supercross banquets. Just, yeah, open bar. Hmm. Wow. Well. And a good time going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Pookie is a good time. I think Heather's a good time, you know, and sometimes, sometimes good time goes a little too far. But, right. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's uh, that's going to be it for this episode of Hello Pookie. It was uh, great talking to you, and hopefully didn't embarrass you too much by asking a little bit about it. Oh, no worries. I have to face it, face the music for what I played for myself. <laughs> all right. It was great talking to you. <laughs> See you later, bro. All right. Why would you want to re-talk about the Pulp Show?
so tea and me.